you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, getting into it. Yeah. And when they announced Tales of the Jedi, which they re- they didn't announce that long ago, like this was this was a project that was kept under wraps up until like I don't know three months ago. Um, it was kind of like, hey, this is coming. Canceled like all the other ones. <laughs> exactly. It was like, hey, this is coming, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, it's here, and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. geez, shit, all right. Um, and from the second it was announced, I was like, ooh, this is this is, I'm I'm all over this. I was really excited about it. Um, because I am one of those, I mean, there's all kinds of different Star Wars fans, but I am one of those Star Wars fans where the, the, one of the things that I love the most about Star Wars is the force and, and the Jedi and lightsabers. And, you know, like I'm, I'm basically, when it comes to Star Wars, I'm a seven year old boy. Yeah. Like, it's I'm what just differentiates like, Star Wars from things like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and, Star Trek and, uh, Star and, Trek and Firefly and stuff Firefly, like that. It's yeah. like it is it is this unique sci-fi crazy thing, the religion of the Jedi and you know, yeah. stuff like that. You got the sci-fi, but then be- with the Force and the Jedi and the Sith, it's all you it's a it's a sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, there's something magic that, about it. Uh, my sword and sorcery magic to it too yeah and so i was like this is right up my alley because yeah we got the obi-wan series and and there were definitely some highlights in that that sort of fed that that thirst of mine um but you know when you're when you're mostly dealing with shows like mandalorian which has we've got some some force and some jedi and stuff like that in there for sure and then andor and stuff like that and these are just they're not shows that are Jedi and Force centric, um, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to something that just like really jumps in and like you know gobbles up." That was that's one of the saving graces for me about the prequel trilogy, is that it is so Jedi centric. Um, it's very yeah, it's Force Jedi heavy. Yeah, and so I was so excited about this show, so so excited about this show, and. And I'm going to show my hand right off the bat. This was next to Book of Boba Fett. I'm not going to say this is the worst thing we've gotten from Star Wars in a while, but this is the most disappointed compared to my expectations. This this hmm. show for me That's too was the, the biggest, like, disorganized... Should have been something other than what it was. Misbranded mess that I've seen from Star Wars. Really, a, a very you disliked long time. it that much. Uh, I, I, not even that I disliked it that much. I just have that many issues with it, which mm. I, we'll get into. But before we do that, I must say, hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. Yeah, the B team. That's Carl. And this is Brady. And very confusingly, this is Brady, which means I'm, <laughs> once again, not sure who the hell I am. Are you, you, this is the second time you've said that. Does, are you alluding to, I should change it, my this to a that? No, no, no. <laughs> I, at this point, no, no. The the brand has been set. So at this point, if you were to uh, change it, yeah, I think that would screw me change. up. Things can change. Things that don't change die. <laughs> yeah, well... I, I'll I'll leave that up to you. I don't want you to make any changes because of I'll, me. I'll slip it in one day and and see if you notice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll notice. I'll notice because <laughs> it'll be the one day that I don't have an identity crisis. Um, <laughs> so a little while back, we're late to the game, late to the game, and we're also doing something a little. I mean, we're doing a series. We're doing a series with six episodes in it. But because they're only 15-minute episodes, we kind of decided, well, instead of doing a podcast episode for each one of these 15-minute episodes, let's just, you know, and also it was dropped all at once, right? So it wasn't like a week-to-week kind of thing. Yeah, we're like, well, we'll, you know, binge it in an afternoon, and then when we get a chance to sit down and talk about it, we'll sit down and talk about it. Um, So that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about Star Wars, the Tales of the Jedi, the the Miss mistitled Tales of the Jedi, um, in my opinion, 
And uh, yeah, so it's been it's been about two weeks since I've watched this now. So I'm relying a little bit on my notes, but looking going over my notes has also done a great like it's all kind of come back to me. Um, so I'm not you know I'm not flying without my targeting system. Yeah, um, I got I made so some speak. pretty detailed notes for all right. a few of the episodes. So let's. I think we should go episode to episode. I think is the best really? kind of way. It, to, so it's six episodes, but it's really only two storylines following two different characters, three episodes each. Right. Okay. Well, I feel like we should follow one character through. All right. Let's start with Ahsoka. Okay. Because she's because she's the she's subject one. of episode one. Um. So sure. episode <laughs> one, I don't have a lot to say other than I don't care. Like you, you, they gave me 15 minutes of something and maybe that's, you know what, maybe that's because I'm only now kind of working through the Clone Wars series. And so I don't have that like deep seated love for Ahsoka yet that, that other people have. And and maybe will never come for me, but maybe it will. Um, well, I think you need to, I was to... just like, I was just like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. like, this is a, a story. It's not even. It's not even really a story about Ahsoka, kind of, because it's like she's not actually. It's even like she doesn't have her personality yet. She's a it's baby. Like Pre origin. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's, her, it's like, her, the origins of her birth. Yeah, it's like I don't and, know. Uh, would you revelation you know, and, that she's a force user? And I think the only reason why this maybe works for people or why they were like, "Hey, let's do this," is because. It's Ahsoka, and there's like that they're trying to capitalize on that sweet spot. But if I'm like, if I came to you tomorrow and I was like, I have a great idea for a 15 minute Star Wars short. It's uh, it's it's 15 minutes on Mace Windu in diapers, <laughs> and like how he discovers that he's force sensitive. And you would maybe be a good friend and and humor me a little bit and be like, oh yeah, 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 that could that oh, that okay, could okay. be cool. Yeah, let's, but let's walk but ultimately, <laughs> yeah, ultimately, you'd be thinking like that's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, and so nobody hang on. cares. Hang on, we got whoa, whoa. Let's just back the truck up a second and <clears throat> kind of real world timeline Ahsoka's story. Okay, so Ahsoka was first introduced in mm-hmm. the animated Clone Wars movie, uh, put out. Sorry, uh, directed th- by um, threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good it's not a great movie it's, uh, Ahsoka is has got is not a fun character in the film she's pretty friggin annoying uh, it was directed by oh my goodness uh, his name's giving me Dave Filoni I think the thing about the movie and is it, that wa- it wasn't overall it wasn't a great f- foray into no if you Star treat Wars it as universe. an if you treat it as an hour and a half long episode of Clone Wars, which really is all it is. Yeah, it's, it's an introduction to the TV show. Really. Then it's not total garbage. It's like, no. okay, this is just like no. a longer version of... However, this thing got a theatrical release. It did. Yeah, Had it's I re- gone it, to see this thing... It really is. Thing, uh, what do they call the first episode of, of a TV a show before... A pilot. It's like the pilot for the TV show yeah. that for some reason got a theatrical release. And, and is an hour and a half long. Like <laughs> having an sat and, and watched it on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. So first I watched it. Was, so the order this happened was I watched the first episode of Clone Wars. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I was like, and then I kind of thought to myself, I was like, oh, wait a second. You're missing something. Is this, is it important to see yeah. the movie first? And I started Googling it. And ultimately what, what I discovered was you're not missing much. Like you're not missing a lot of backstory. That's not, not really going to just make sense. And, and there was even one that said kind of like, I was about to read this section that was like, ultimately these are the two things that you kind of want to know. What and were I didn't the two things up, that they said? Um, I didn't end up reading it, but I, I assumed oh. the first, like the first sentence began just talking about Ahsoka. Like it was kind of yeah. like, like you know, I would, Anna, for, Anakin has if a somebody Padawan. doesn't want to watch it, but wants to watch the TV show. Like I would recommend skipping the movie and just jumping into yeah. the TV show. And, so it, and all it, you need to know from the movie is Ahsoka beca- is Anakin's Padawan. Anakin doesn't really, doesn't really want her as a pan- Padawan. By the end of the movie, the they kind of come to this, uh, rough, um, relationship where 
she's 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 excited to have a, a master and uh and anakin kind of resolves that okay you know you're you're rough around the edges you you might not work out but under me maybe i can make you work yeah so he kind of he kind of resolves to to train her yeah and uh so the only reason i watched it the only reason i watched it ultimately is because like i didn't want to and (laughs) and everything i was reading was saying don't do it and i've watched it recently too with my daughter and yeah it was bitter bitter taste (laughs) yeah literally the only reason i watched it is because like my ocd completionist took over right which is the same thing that like my when i first started playing the assassin's creed series it was when i think i think it was just before assassin's creed 3 came out which was actually the fourth fifth game um but I like I was like okay well so I think the newest one out at that point was Assassin's Creed Revelations, but instead of just getting that and playing whatever the newest Assassin's Creed was, I went on eBay and started finding like ten or fifteen dollar copies of all the old ones and had to. It's the same reason I've told people I was like I will ne- I have not and I will never play Final Fantasy because we're at like <laughs> Final Fantasy thirty seven right. and I just don't have the means of yeah. Of going back and getting caught up. It's not possible. Yeah, it's kind of like why jumping into Doctor Who right now seems overwhelming. Yeah, I'm I'm like, if I'm going to do... Yeah, I've had that thought process and discussion with people. I'm like, okay, well, if if we ever do attempt to to get into Doctor Who, we got to go back to like the 60s first because I I can't do it. I can't just jump in. So anyway, (laughs) Soka. So yeah, so her introduction is in that bad film but then she plays a key role in the tv show the clone wars tv show uh all the way all the way through to the end of the tv show and she's she actually the further into the show the further along the show goes the more important she has and the more important storylines she has and she's she's pretty pivotal in a a lot of major storylines in that show and you actually so I've, as one who's watched all of it, you go from disliking her because she's a badly written, annoying character to realize to, to this loving her because she's amazing. And I feel like, I wonder if the reason you, you might have a distaste and the, you don't like these show episodes in this, or this, this little micro series or whatever you want to call it. Maybe is because you haven't gone through that journey yet. So, but here's a question. Here's a fundamental question. Then, <clears throat> if you're, so this is an issue that I have with the naming of this show, Tales of the Jedi. They should have called this show Dooku and Ahsoka, or or something like Tales of the Jedi implies when when I saw Tales of the Jedi as a title. And the synopsis that it was going to be, you know, 15 or uh, six 15 minute little episodes that are kind of like elsewhere stories about the, you know, Jedi, sort of some behind the scenes adventures they went on. I was like, oh, this is badass because I saw in the trailer for it, they showed us some Ahsoka stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. They showed us some young Dooku and young Qui-Gon Jinn stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I kind of figured maybe they were just teasing the first two episodes for us. Right. And that I was going to get like an elsewhere uh, Luke story. Like between Return of the Jedi (laughs) and and Force Awakens Luke story. And maybe I was going to get like like an early Yoda story. It sounds like what you were hoping for was uh, the Clone Wars animated series. Uh, on Disney Plus, it's, they they label it at it's under the vintage Star Wars vintage collection, and they oh, call like it the, the Clone one? Wars two D micro series. Yeah, did the you ever first see that one? Um, I was aware of it when it was on TV at the time, um, and I think. <laughs> The animation style just didn't interest me at all, and so I never. It had a very Samurai Jack kind of style, which which was was, another show. It was amazing. I really, really, really like it. It answers some really 
fundamental questions and also some questions that you're just kind of like, not that aren't fundamental, but they kind of or give you a, a neat answer to, but, so, but it also isn't canon. Like they, anymore. they show why Anakin's all got a scar over his eye and they answer right. the question of why does Dooku seem like he sucks or not Dooku. Sorry. Why does, um, general Grievous seem like he sucks and he's coughing up a lung the whole time. Right. Well, it answers that question, that series. Yeah, but um, it's not, it's really good. Anymore. I highly recommend people watch it. It's a lot of fun. And like you're saying, it dives in like you, each episode, focuses on a different aspect or story or character and it focuses on several different Jedi that you don't get a big stories for. And it's really cool. It sounds like that's what you were hoping for from this. Well, I, I think it's not even necessarily hoping. It's just kind of what I was expecting based on the title. Right. Right. This isn't the tales of the Jedi. This is the tales of one Jedi and one Jedi who, is in the process of of converting, right? It's well, it's yeah. not the tale I mean, of the Jedi. Yeah, te- technically, it's a story of one Jedi who falls to the dark side and one Jedi who leaves the order completely and is no longer a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and so I'm like, ah, is it really so a just, tales of Jedi? So I'll, I'll I'll admit it wasn't what I thought it was going to be either. Like I'm in the same boat as you. I watched it and I was like, this isn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I liked it showing my hand i right. thought it was great um because it it i like the the short form storytelling it kind of felt similar to the clone wars micro series uh, that i just mentioned in that vein uh answered some fundamental questions answered some yeah. questions that we just weren't so sure about yeah or then didn't really necessarily need answers for um, I guess I guess the Ahsoka the reason the Ahsoka thing bothers me though is because of the title. Because it's not just like I'm oh I'm butthurt that it was yeah. like misnamed, but I'm like if if this is a show that you you know, there's nothing wrong with like there's not necessarily anything wrong with doing a show that is kind of like a spin-off or an offshoot or something that really you're not going to enjoy all that much unless you've seen this other series. Yeah. But then name it aptly so, right? Because Tales yeah. well, of the Jedi makes it sound like, oh, if you've seen the movies and you're aware of Jedi, then this will be a fun little adventure for you whereas if in reality it's like hey 50 percent of this is predicated on the fact that you're familiar with this character that we've now brought into live action with mandalorian and we're planning on giving her her own series but unless you've actually like the majority of the audience right so i would say in order of things that people have seen with star wars the most viewed thing for sure are the nine films, right? Like yep. th- that's the biggest net. Yep. From there, the next smallest one will be these more recent live action. Like Mandalorian's got a massive following, right? If you've if you've only seen the movies and you're you're an adult, you're not really interested in animation, and you're looking to, you know, maybe go one step deeper or expand your universe a little bit than something like Mandalorian or maybe Obi-Wan because it was a character that you were already familiar with from the movies. But then the smallest net of all of them, and it's still a massive audience, like still millions, well, maybe not millions, but like close to millions of people have seen the Clone Wars series for sure. Yeah. But it is this definitely of those three draws tiers. on those people because it's in the exact same st- animation style. Exactly. So, but it's, it's again, it's just like that if you're watching this. Yeah. So it's, it's just, I just wish it had been, I wish it had been advertised more clearly that that's yeah. what this was. It made me wonder that maybe that it's named the way it is because in the future we might get another six episodes that's divided between two other characters. I hope so. You know, like, cause then, then it is like, the premise, essentially you're starting a new series that's yeah, aptly the, named. The premise so is great. You can open the door a little wider to broad that throw that wider net for the future of that yeah. uh, series. The premise is great, but 50% of this is like, Oh, this is, this is 
a a character that Star Wars is obviously going all in on now, right? With her appearance appearances well, in the live action shows awesome. and stuff. Why wouldn't they? Like they're really <laughs> that's they're trying to yeah. to eliminate they're, they're any nicheness it. of her character and trying to make her mainstream. You know, a, a character yeah. that everybody knows. Um, yeah. But it's like when that's fifty percent of your show, it was just kind of like okay, yeah. Like I man, I the more you talk about. It sounds like Ahsoka's half of this show is the only is the part you have the most issue with. It is. Oh, absolutely. And it just makes me go back to you need to finish the Clone Wars TV show before well, I, I start. absolutely like because I think it will. I think you need to watch the Clone Wars show and then rewatch this and see if your feelings on what you're watching on in terms of her story change. Getting back on track to this first episode. It is a little like it's a slower kind of um not as interesting storyline. Exactly. I think I'll agree I with think, you there. It's, I think once I see that other Ahsoka stuff, that will make me appreciate the second two Ahsoka stories more. Yeah. But nothing is going to make me like I said, you could have made this about a character that I already know and love. Could be like, oh, this is how Obi Wan when he was yeah. three discovered he, and I'm just like, I don't yeah. care. I just don't yeah, care. So, like, I think the biggest takeaway from this episode, I feel, was the moment before the tiger shows up, when her mom is killing the deer and Ahsoka's looking away, and she's like, no, you need to look. This is the cycle of life, life and death. They come, they're they're hand in hand. You need to. Don't look away from this. It's important right. that you so learn. They have to a Lion it. King moment. So yeah, so it was, and it, it it kind of really speaks to the 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 actual character of Ahsoka and her kind of overall arc, being the master or being the being the apprentice of the person who slaughters everybody. Eventually, finding out that it was her master, and so like learning to accept these hard things. Is, is kind of part of who her character is. So that was the pivotal moment for in this episode for her, I think, and the, the big takeaway. The rest of it was kind of like fluff and not, yeah, I could have I done without this episode overall. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> but it's, It is the weakest. It is the weakest of the, you know, like I... I was committed to watching them, but had I gone into this show with the attitude that like, okay, I'll check out the first episode and then we'll see if that had been my attitude. I don't think I would have watched the rest because I would, yeah. I would have been like, Oh, that was, it's, this is it's not what like, I'm looking for. It's kind of like the clone wars animated movie. You could, you can skip it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to change anything. Um, so then we have a, uh, a three gap, a three episode gap. Yep. Which is weird Step that they do Ahsoka. one Ahsoka episode and then three Dooku. So by the end of like episode four, I was like, so "Is this just like a Dooku show?" And <laughs> that for which just confused me even more about what the hell was that first episode? Like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then episode five, practice makes perfect. I enjoyed this episode because of and again not so much from like i'm like okay like i don't know much about ahsoka i don't again i'm not all that invested um but we got a lot of anakin in this right and and yep. so it was fascinating for me yep. a few really cool easter eggs in there too but yeah, yeah it, it was fascinating for me to see anakin's temperament as again having not really watched the clone wars i haven't seen anakin really as a master Mm -hmm. right and so that was that was interesting it was fun um the fact that we yeah it 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 is a very it's a very um it's a very simple concept but i think there's this like heavy kind of overarching thing where you know prior to the end of Clone Wars and we when we started getting more stuff that happens in the years following, more animated stuff and more shows, shows like Rebels and Resistance and, and stuff like that. Um, 
I don't think, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding was that for years, Ahsoka's fate in terms of Order 66 were kind of left a little ambiguous. Um, And so the fact that now obviously we know that she survived 616, or 616? Order 66. What is 616? (laughs) The the Marvel universe. (laughs) Ah, yeah, it is. Uh, Now that we know that she survived order 66, um, I think that this, like this is essentially an episode where she's learning, she's doing these training trails and she's learning how to survive order 66. She's essentially, yeah. How how to survive a firing squad of, Anakin was like, Anakin knows droids are predictable and real life isn't. And he, that's why he feels that test was flawed and gives her this new test. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun and become more proficient and capable and keeping herself alive. So, and kind of, yeah, this this is really cool. Uh, And again, this episode is more meaningful when you've watched all of Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> because I'm sure it is. So yeah, we we don't find out here that Ahsoka survived Order 66. Um the the Clone Wars TV show was made prior to Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm. But after its acquisition of Lucasfilm, the show was done, but then they brought Dave Filoni in to do one more season, one final chapter, and that a while final after, season, right? Pardon? Like there was a there was quite a gap, wasn't there? Yeah, there's yeah, there was. So prior prior to this final season, all we knew was that Ahsoka had left the order. We don't really see much more of her, if any. Right. Uh, Did after she, she survive the order in the TV she, show. What is she up to? Yeah. Yeah. So the final chap the final season of Clone Wars Don't pretty much exclusively anything. focuses on Ahsoka as the main character. Up the 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 weeks leading up to and during Order 66. So in in this episode in Tales of the Jedi, where Rex is Rex is standing beside behind Ahsoka and they have that little quick little back and forth right at the very end of the episode that that takes place in between two different scenes in the last one of the last episodes. I think it's the last episode of uh, okay. the, the Clone Wars. See, so that would like, have that would have made a huge difference for me. For oh, sure. it just it makes it really it makes a really cool scene. Yeah. Um so yeah, and then a uh, couple other cool things. When she's doing the droid test, there's a, a master and a Padawan there. That's Kanan Jarrus, the the Jedi who from Rebels, um, who escapes Order sixty six as a Padawan. Uh, right. We see a couple of other masters sitting beside Obi Wan and, and Anakin. One of them's Plo Koon. He found yeah. Ahsoka Tano and discovered her. She was force sensitive. And yeah. So some really some really cool little Easter eggs also in this. But I yeah. like this episode was awesome. Yeah. I really like this episode. Um. So then moving on to the the third and final episode of Ahsoka, <laughs> I also really enjoyed this one. But again, not because of Ahsoka. I mean, we get. Senator Organa. Yep. We get a shot. We get a recreation of um, Padme's funeral procession. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just kind of like, it's, there's something to me, what I really want explored more, and it's, it's something that I'm looking forward to immensely in the final season of Clone Wars, is mm. there's... You know, one of the most thrilling parts of Revenge of the Sith, outside of like the battles and stuff that happens, is just the oh shit moment that is Order 66. Yeah. Like, it is just this like... Heartbreaking chaos. Instantly, the entire galaxy is flipped on its head. Everything that we knew to be true is not, and it's like, it's just crazy. And so... 
anytime something is set behind the scenes, like it was, and people are going to crucify me for this, the beginning of Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, that's my favorite part is when it's like we're seeing Order 66 stuff yeah. happening. Yeah. And and so the fact that this is taking place during like literally know, the the next day or the day after, you know, within the first 48 hours of Order 66, um that again is something that for me is 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 one of the the eras that I'm most fascinated in. Um and so yeah, so that that and again the familiar faces um and seeing Organa interact with these clone troopers who are now clone troopers on their way to being stormtroopers, like it's 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 almost clone troopers have gone from being our friends to kind of being like Nazi soldiers in the streets kind of thing. Yeah, like after curfew and and whatever. Yeah, that was watching Organa navigate that conversation with them and. And all of that, that was, that was fun and exciting for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, Man, (laughs) this is, I've been, I've been talking about this a a little bit in the last couple episodes we've done over different, both the news and, and, or, but this is one of those scenes uh, that I was talking to you about. Like we had Padme's funeral procession in revenge of the sith and we had a shot of of her casket going by and a shot of um bail organa there and and this is if the camera had flipped we would have gotten the shot we see in this episode of ahsoka's there too it's just a really cool way to kind of overlap these these two different storylines or these from these two different forms of media. Yeah. Just really good storytelling. I really liked it. Cool. Um, um, yeah. So she ends up on uh she ends up going into hiding like every other, most Jedi. Yep. She ends up getting found out because like most Jedi, she's got to save the day. <laughs> She's technically not a Jedi, but she's a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, she gets called out. Uh, the two things I found interesting here, we get a kind of a dichotomy of opinions on the empire in this episode. This younger individual thinks the empire is great. This older individual and some of the other people in this village think the empire is horrible. So we kind of got this kind of, right around the time of Andor situation of some people like it. Some people think they're, they're the worst. It's um, Mm -hmm. kind of an interesting um, points of view on the empire here. Yeah. 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 Anyway, she gets sold out and we get Mm -hmm. a inquisitor who we've never seen before in any other form of media, Um, which was, which was other than other than Obi-Wan. No, we've seen inquisitors not this but one the inquisitors yeah. are are numbered yes uh, usually with like you've get you have the first brother or s- yeah, sister third i don't sister i don't know thing. each and individual yeah. one but they're 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 essentially numbered first second yeah. third fourth well and this one is short-lived yeah so I we mean, don't know which one which brother this one is we don't so know we've never seen pretty, them before pretty um, easily it's it's unclear how how far along after uh, order 66 this is yeah it um it's got to be relatively shortly after i would think um yeah uh but yeah it it's it, it, he, he looks cool he yeah. sounds cool he's yeah. pretty menacing and it's something that's Ahsoka, always made me wonder like it's it's something that's always made me wonder how far like there's this is why i want like this is why i want a like a palpatine series or something because like there was as soon as order 66 happens there's like so many dominoes that are already in place that 
we weren't even aware of, right? Like, yeah. this is very shortly after Order 66 because, you know, like, what are the events? Order 66 happens. Padme goes to Mustafar. Then she's rescued from Mustafar and, and the twins are born and then she dies. Mm-hmm. And like, and then, you know, funerals happen pretty quick after that. So like, it's, it's, it's yeah. like I said, well, that, it's very shortly after. And definitely right after. And, the, and I we think have the Inquisitors, like. I think the Inquisitor part must be at least, at least minimum five years after 66. In this episode? Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it, it seemed it was all the same night. What? No. Like, she when she leaves um, Naboo, there's a definite time jump. You think so? Oh, yeah. Because she's not on the same... She's not on Naboo. She's Is on she some not? other planet. I thought she, she was she, on Naboo still. No. She, she took off with Rex in the Y-Wing. Right. And yeah, there's a definite okay. and Rex ended up you end up finding out Rex is on a different planet with some other clones and rebels. So they parted ways. Yeah. And there's so there's a def, and she's definitely been there a while to build up some trust and some relationships and a home or whatever. So I, I would say there's at least a five year jump there. Well so what I'm just wondering here then is do we have a timeline where Maybe this is something that's explained in the Bad Batch, but when do when do the clone trooper uniforms get discontinued for the stormtrooper uniforms? Yeah, that, they they dive into that in Bad Batch. Do they, they start okay. to change over the within the first four or five? Uh, I would say because there's still oh, clone man. trooper uniforms in this scene. Yeah, they're, yeah, but no, that there's no after she leaves Naboo after the Naboo funeral scenes. There's no clone troopers at all. There's no clone troopers or stormtroopers. All we see from the Empire after that scene is an Inquisitor. Oh right, okay, okay. I you're right. I thought you were saying that like the conversation between her and and Bale no, 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 is no. a different. I'm like I'm after the sure that's like after the that night, night. There's a time jump. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah, anyway, so she fights an Inquisitor and kicks his sorry behind so yeah. swiftly. It's like, what I wrote it down. Hang on. Um, uh, the Inquisitor, she, he beats, the, she beats the Inquisitor with ease. He only gets three swings and she, did, she and she beats him with one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She He's- dodges three swings or she dodges two, catches the third and ends him. <laughs> He's frightening looking though. So awesome. He's got got that. He's got the like the like the iconic Inquisitor lightsaber hilt, but it's a double bladed saber, and yeah, it spins if if he wants it to. And yeah, yeah, it's badass. Which is like so the Inquisitors for me, and this is like we don't have time to get into this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try anyways. Um, they fall in this like weird gray area where like you know lightsabers at this point like once the empire takes over lightsabers obviously except for whoever Sidious appoints to be able to carry a lightsaber like that's a that's a prohibited item right that is it's pretty much just Vader and the Inquisitors and himself yeah. So, but then, like, inquisitors are like, like, because of the rule of two, and because Sidious wouldn't stand for there to be other Sith other than, like, he even considers Vader disposable, right? He wouldn't, he wouldn't stand to have Vader try to take over and become the new master. Um, it's like they're they're dark side users who carry lightsabers but they're not sith that's exactly what they are yeah they're inquisitors but what is like really what is the difference if you're if you're a red wielding dark side force user well yeah so the big difference would be intention right so the vader 
Palpatine intentionally trains Vader as a Sith. Uh, and Vader uh, intentionally looks to his master for training uh, and then eventually to overthrow him. But yeah, there's, there's always a weird kind of dichotomy there with the Sith because it's easy for the apprentice to train somebody in secret and then have help defeating the master. Uh, so th- these are, n- these, these inquisitors are known to Sidious. He actually kind of created them and then gifted them to Vader saying like, use these people to help you hunt down the rest of the Jedi. Right. Cause a lot of so them they're are essentially like fallen. Jedis. They're not, there's no intention there to train them in the Sith ways. Right. The, they're, they're just a tool. None I'm going to train you enough be... in the dark arts of the of, of the Force so yeah. that you can hunt down Jedi. You're a tool. So they're not going to be whipping out Force yeah. lightning and stuff like that. Because yeah, Vader's got no respect for them. Even Vader, he, he has no intention lightning. of training them. He looks down on them. Yeah, they're all and and here like they are Force users. All yeah. of them are like uh, Force users in some way. Some of them are former Jedi. That, yeah. That don't kill were, me i'll that, serve you that for whatever reason looked down on the order in the last few years of the force seeing them as evil yeah um, well so, that's, yeah. that's palpatine's manipulation right yeah but yeah even because even vader can't use uh, through no fault of his own basically because of his bodily injuries but even vader can't use force lightning yeah well and, the, right. and in canon and this is one of the gripes a lot of people who know the star Wars lore really well. One of the gripes they have about the Disney trilogy is when, um, Oh, what's her name? The main character, Ray, who I could care that Ray, when Ray uses force lightning blows up the ship that Chewbacca is supposedly in. There's anybody who, who has dove into the lore enough. The official canon start like Disney's canon, that's she can't she can't use that she can't use force lightning force lightning can only be learned if it's been used on you that's one of the yeah that's one of the caveats in the lore so when she whips it out and people are like ah but she's palpatine's granddaughter it's like no 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 no. there's more to being able to use the force than genealogy right? right like you have to actually train to use the force lightning but not only do you have to train, it has to be used on you if you're going to be able to use it. You have to know the right. pain so intently so that you can inflict it on someone yourself. Right. And the so real reason a, Vader a, couldn't use it was because, you know, he couldn't, like his yeah, extremities. Yeah, cybernetics pre- pre- prevented him. Yeah, his, his yeah. limbs aren't connected to the Force because they're not real limbs. Yeah, well, yeah. that and it would fry out his own systems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, cool, so... Moving on to Dooku's story here. Yeah. All right. Uh, I loved this. <laughs> like, yeah, his story in this like, was epic. I would, have, I would have loved for this to have just been the Dooku series. And honestly, like it, something that I thought was maybe a missed opportunity, and, and don't confirm or deny, but maybe this is something that this is an itch that gets scratched somewhere along... Um, in the Clone War series. But I thought that there was an opportunity, if you have a series where you're telling the path of Ahsoka and you're telling the path of Count Dooku, I mean, there is sort of an interesting connection between these two characters in that they're part of the same master-apprentice lineage, right? Yeah. So, like, Yoda trains Dooku. Dooku trains Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon trains Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan trains Anakin, and Anakin trains Ahsoka. So they're kind of like, you know, in in a weird way, they're kind of like Jedi family in that sense. Um, Yeah, and we see a bit of that throughout his three stories here. Yeah, and so I would have really liked, yeah, well, because he talks about, like, you know, wanting to meet Obi-Wan and and stuff like that. And I would have... I would have gotten a kick, I think, out of seeing these two characters' paths cross at some point, and there being some kind of dialogue 
um, which again, like I said, is is amply possible in the Clone Wars because during the Clone Wars um, era of Star Wars, Dooku is kind of you know Sidious has not revealed himself yet. Really, he's kind of still pulling strings from the shadows very intentionally. Yes. Um, you have General Grievous, but he's more the leader of the droids, and he's he's he is in many ways a puppet of Dooku's. Dooku yeah, is he, the he's Sith essentially Lord. the uh, Inquisitors during the Clone Wars. Era. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Dooku is is the the Sith Lord. He is the the main antagonist of of the Clone Wars era, and so I it, you know and it's still so it's still certainly possible that that interaction will happen, and I hope it does. I won't be you know I'm not gonna scream from the mountaintops with anger if it doesn't um but that was something that i was kind of like oh yeah like there's there is a connection here um which really is something i've been thinking about and it's funny because it makes obi-wan like sort of this like obi-wan is like the center point for a lot of jedi apprentices right because under obi-wan you have anakin and under Anakin, you have Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But also under Obi-Wan, you have Luke. Yep. And under Luke, you have Rey, you have Leia, you have Ben Solo, and now you also have Grogu. So there's kind of like this, yeah, there's this really interesting, like, and it all kind of gets traced back to Obi-Wan. Because the only other person that we really know, like Yoda trained younglings, but Yoda's other like well-known apprentice is Mace Windu. And then you look at Mace Windu's line of apprentices and it's just like, I've, I've never heard of any of these people. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that's kind of a, a, a family tree that goes nowhere. Um, but no, I found it. I, yeah, I just think it's fascinating that a, all, so much of it is traced back to Obi-Wan making Obi-Wan one of the bad assest of all the Star Wars characters. He, he's um, always been one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. He's so good, man. Yeah. He's so, especially like, yeah, Alec Guinness is fantastic. Of course he is. But like. Ian McGregor and the one thing you can't. Prequels. Oh. Yeah. One thing you can't shit talk about the prequels is Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. He, like he, he's just so good. Yeah. He did for Obi-Wan what everyone was hoping would be for the solo Star Wars story. Can I it never can, happened? Can I make a gripe? Can I make an Obi Wan related gripe about the Clone Wars? Just because we've been talking so much about the Clone Wars, and this show kind of feels like an extension the movie of the Clone or the, Wars. Or the, TV the show? show, the show. Yeah, I was watching an episode. I can't. I don't know what episode it is. But there's literally an episode where Grievous shows up, jumps down, or pops up, or does whatever behind Obi Wan. And Grievous looks at Obi-Wan and says, hello there. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> what the, like. A little tit for tat. <laughs> uh, but it's just so stupid because at this point, like, Obi-Wan saying it to Grievous doesn't happen until Revenge of the Sith. And so it was just like, and and so what are we, and I don't know that it, does it happen in episode one or episode two? So I'm like, are we... Are we trying to canonize the fact that Obi-Wan, the reason Obi-Wan says hello there is because he stole it from Grievous? Bullshit. Why not? Made me, made me a little angry. <laughs> made me a little angry. <laughs> anyway. But anyways, that's my... So, Dooku. Um, yeah, we get this cool... Oh, man. The cool thing about... Like, he's, he's a full-fledged Jedi here. He's got Qui-Gon as an apprentice. And... He's he's got these like flashes of the dark side butting up in him. Yeah, he's he's not content with the Jedi way. Well, and the and it, the cool thing about the Qui Gon episodes here is in this sh- this series is not only do they show that Qui Gon is already f- starting to slip, but it shows that the Jedi Order Dooku, has been slipping long before he did. Dooku. Qui-Gon's not slipping. Dooku oh, is. Qui-Gon. Not Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon's solid. We see see that Qui-Gon's always been solid. He's always been solid, but Qui-Gon's always, and you do see it in this too, Qui-Gon's been solid in, like Qui-Gon was always sort of the, 
the stubborn, slightly rebellious, like still has still has the light side of the force. There's no like dark well, it, side it was... inkling in him. But like it's pretty much well known within the Jedi Order that if we send Qui-Gon off to do something and we give him very specific instructions about how this is supposed to be done, he's not following our instructions. Yeah, he's got he his own that way that this is going to a little bit. But also yeah. the whole idea that and he's he like he talks to this to to a couple times. We I think he mentions it in I don't know. Does he does he mention it in one of these episodes? I'm not sure. But in in episode one, he mentions it to to Anakin, you know, be mindful of the living force. He doesn't. He's a Jedi. He follows the Jedi Order and the Jedi Code and the Jedi rules to a point when up up into and to a point, and he's willing to bend those if he feels like the living force is telling him otherwise. Right. Another thing he says. He says it in episode one. One of the first lines he says in episode one to Obi-Wan, which again is I think this kind of like, yes, these are the rules, but also there's there's exceptions to these rules, is when um, Obi-Wan's like, he's being a worrywart or something, and, um, and Qui-Gon tries to calm him down or whatever, and Obi-Wan says, Master Yoda says, Master, Master Yoda says to be mindful of the future. And Qui-Gon says something to the effect of, yes, but not at the expense of the moment. Yeah. Right. So like, yes, we'll worry about things to come, but there is a situation right in front of us. You're here and now. Be present. You're here and now. And and the consequences are ignorable if they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't feel like that's not, that would not be advice that, say, Mace Windu would give. Right, yeah. Mace Windu well, would well, be we much see, more like we see Dooku kind of doing some of this himself. He takes it too far, especially in this episode, choking the counselor or whatever. But but like he's he's that's kind of I think Qui Gon kind of gleaned that from his 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 teachings gleaned from his his master from Dooku. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't help but have it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's always going to be the case. Yeah. So this was yeah, this was a I liked this episode. I liked all of Dooku's episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we get um the the count the chancellor kind of makes this comment. You serve the republic. No, we and he says, "No, we serve the people of the republic." Yeah. Yeah, which was a great line. Yeah, yeah. uh you mentioned the thinking in the moment. We get a uh, that Qui Gon says to Obi Wan, and we get a similar line here. He says, "I got it, wrote it down." He says, um, "Dooku kind of praises him for his quick thinking," and he said, "I was just thinking in the moment." And Dooku's like, "Well, you're a wiser man than I am." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something similar that Qui Gon says to you know when Qui Gon's dying. He says to Obi Wan, "He's like, you're you're already a far greater Jedi than I could ever." hope yeah. to be <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The, some nice similarities without them being member berries remember yeah. this thing that we've done yeah. or said kind of like, like you were talking about with the uh hello there hello there <laughs> right like that would be like a member berry we're we're directly stealing a line or a scene and carbon copying it but flipping it or whatever yeah uh, this is this is this is a callback without it being a mem- remember this moment. Yeah. Um, so then we have the, their second episode, um, which is, yeah. I we think, an Dooku episode. Dooku and Mace Windu doing something together. Yeah. And it gives us a little bit more of like, I was like, ooh. So you have Dooku who's already like, I don't know, when, because it's still earlier on this episode. Right, we get a bit of a time jump between this one and the next one. I feel yeah. Like. This is pro. I would I would as- as- associate this one being a time jump somewhere halfway between the two episodes, we, the three episodes we get. So yeah. Qui Gon's probably his own master. Obi Wan's probably a youngling under his yeah. tutelage. Like and we so we don't because we don't something. fully know in this episode where one hundred percent where Dooku's allegiance lie yeah. yet 
if well, he, yeah, if I he's would say already he's still Sidious's in, apprentice, in the of serving the Republic and serving the Jedi, but there, it's the, his mentality is definitely slipping, right? More, um, because and I so I'm like, I'm like, it, I find it really interesting that Mace Windu got the promotion to the Council over Dooku um, for obvious reasons, like you know the Council doesn't approve of your antics and your aggressive methods. Um, but I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Did Dooku, did Dooku want to get on the council as part of like an infiltration tactic or were at this point, are his intentions still mostly for the Jedi? And he just wanted to be on the council and getting overlooked, getting passed over for, Mace Windu was another kind of nail in the coffin was another thing that just like stoked his fire. And is that question about like, is he being coerced by Palpatine? Yeah. I'm wondering like at this point, how much influence does Sidious have over him? Yeah. I think if any, I, I, I get the sense that, he may be Palpatine maybe knows about his wanings, but and kind of like, kind of like Palpatine in episode two of the movies, you know, he's, he's got a bug in the ear of Dooku or yeah. he knows kind of Dooku's heart, um, yeah. what he, his thoughts befriended him. Yeah. But I don't think he's revealed himself to Dooku. Yeah. Right. Cause we I kind of Duke, see I that. I think Dooku's mm. still on the side of the Jedi and to serve the, Jedi and the Republic, but yeah, this is definitely like a nail in the coffin. Mode. I feel like he wanted a seat on the council so that he could change it from within because he's like, he is obviously seeing how the Jedi are failing the people of the Republic and right. he wants to change that. And because he gets passed over, he, he, he I guess he sees that as well, if, if they're going to pass me over, then they're not interested in changing. Right. So I've got to change yeah. it another way. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. And then the third episode, this is where, like, uh, you know, this kind of answers my question, actually, because the third episode is where we see, I feel like, the genesis of of Dooku really dipping his toes into, okay, I'm ready to switch sides. Oh yeah, this is this is the switch mo episode. Yeah, yeah. Which is this was my favorite episode of the six. Um, yeah, it, I like this happens. episode. I had, I didn't have. I wouldn't say they're issues, but it it's retconning legends. So there is there's a bit of which they're allowed um, to do. They're allowed to do. They I think they did it well yeah. here. Uh, a lot of a lot of times Disney hasn't done that well. I don't think. Right. Um, but the, I think the big thing, you're just upset that like, you haven't seen. There's, Thrawn there's a, yet. like the legends storyline still exists, but they're not canon, which means <clears throat> there's a, there's a bit of mourning that happens because this is the storyline I knew and I loved. And now it's yeah essentially obsolete to the actual story. See, that makes it almost more interesting for me just because it's kind of like if they are legends, if it's like if we're treating them as rumor has it, this is how it happened, then anytime they change it or they give us the actual canon version, it's kind of like there are some errors in the legend. This is, yeah. you know, it, it's, well, a, it's been a, a game of broken the, telephone. These are some pretty drastic changes, though. Yes, so like they are. Obi or, or, sorry, Dooku left the Jedi Order to rule his home planet long before he ever fell to the dark side in, in legends. Yeah. And Yaddle, the female Yoda, ma uh, council master who we get to see in full action here. That made me very happy. Yep, that was pretty cool. Her, she actually dies saving Anakin selflessly in a, in a, in a battle on some other planet. Well, she didn't die here. She escapes. Pardon? She escapes here. She doesn't die. No, in she this doesn't. Episode. She did. No, I don't think so. 
<laughs> you need to rewatch this episode, dude. The door She's opens dead. again. N- yeah. And she falls into the chamber. The door closes behind her. Dooku walks up and strikes her down. Yeah, but we've seen people come back from worse. Oh, <laughs> this Darth is, Maul's this gets is, cut in half. She's dead. She's Darth dead. Maul's gets cut she's in gone. half. She's dead. She's gone. Yeah, her head is, her head is cleaved from her shoulders. Well, no, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we don't see it. We don't know how yeah. she dies, but she's dead. There's no yeah. way she survives. There's nobody there to help her. Um, but I, but I, was, like, I kind of like her legend's death a little bit more because it's a little more selfless. Right. This is pretty careless and thoughtless. Like you didn't leave a message for somebody that you were following <laughs> Dooku and you had suspicions. You, you didn't put a note on the fridge when you, when you found out who he's meeting with, you didn't try to escape and let everybody know that the Sith Lords on Coruscant. Right. You decided there's a lot of there's a lot of holes I can poke in her logic. Yeah. Overall, though, it's a great film. The Jedi, you know, she's a Jedi in the kind of the peak of their folly. So she's flawed as well. She thinks she's more powerful. She thinks I feel like the big thing here for her is she feels like she can sway Dooku back to the light. Right. And yeah, that's she's why like, she she's like, this doesn't need and... to be this way. We'll sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it, um, even though I can poke all kinds of holes in it and I like her legends, sacrificial death better. Yeah. This was a good episode. Good storyline. It's, it's a, it's a good replacement for legends. Canon. Yeah. I mean, this was, I can this was just, it. This was just my favorite episode, I think, because it has my favorite Star Wars character of all time in it. Who's that? Darth Sidious. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like the bad boys. I like, yeah. He's just like, you know, I mean, even as a kid, you remember back before the prequels came out, like once the emperor showed up on scene, it was so cool. Oh, crap, got real. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, question for you. On a scale of zero Answers. to ten, where would you rank it, what I'm hoping is just the first season of Star Wars Tales of the Jedi? Uh, man, I'm going to rank it pretty high. I like the short form storytelling. It was uh, very reminiscent, felt very much like the Mike LeClone Wars 2D micro series that I really, really love. It worked for me. I, I, like... Eight, eight point five, eight point five. Yeah, I loved it. All right, and uh, where where would you put it on that scale? I give it a seven, which I think is higher than you know for what it. I think it's mislabeled, mismarketed. I think the first episode is garbage, no matter who it's about or how much you care about the character. Um, but the rest of it was, you know, even the Ahsoka episodes, if I weren't in, if I wasn't in the episode for Ahsoka, I was into it for other reasons. Um, and then, like I said, all the Dooku stuff was, was, was great. And again, I think the first of the Dooku episodes is the weakest Dooku episode. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, it was a show that definitely got better as it went too. Like each yeah. episode that followed was kind of like, oh, this is this is better. This is it, it. Definitely felt like a slow build up in momentum. Yeah, yeah. Which was but, which so I was give it a fun. seven, which I think is higher yeah. than you would have expected. It was higher than I expected, and I'd be interesting to know what you'd give it when you finish watching Clone Wars and go back and watch it again. That is a question I will answer. I promise promise i'm looking forward to it yeah well thank you for listening to this episode make sure you check out our facebook instagram twitter all listed below our patreon page which is a wicked way to support the show and get some fun little things for yourself including carl's first musical single it's uh yeah i'm gonna be a pop star baby hot stuff It's, it's a great album cover um yeah, uh, check out our merch page. Uh, we got merch because mm-hmm. merch is epic. With some stocking stuffers, still stocking time. stuffers, stockings, all kinds of fun stuff. So go check that out uh, and make sure you leave a review wherever you've listened to this episode and check out our other episodes. Subscribe to us, follow us, 
um, because there's lots of good stuff coming and you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, And hopefully that includes season two of this show. And hopefully season two Mm -hmm. is just like bananas. I would look forward to a second one. Yeah. Send us off with something witty, Carl. Okay. uh, I'll leave you with a quote to always remember and keep in mind. Will the Jedi truly keep peace if they take everything that the Senate says as law? Uh, Okay. Will they? Will they? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't prepared for a quiz. I mean, I, I the answer is no, but I haven't studied. 